Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 216. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go! Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today, again, is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Oh, man. We've got quite a bit oh. of show to go through this week. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this, and we got some stuff uh, as far as giveaways, information on that. But let's start off this week with what made us happy. Would you like to start? Yeah, absolutely. Today was the final day of the musical slash play I'm in. So we finished off all of our performances and we are finally done. And I'm going to miss everybody, but I'm really happy that it's over. I, Get my I, weekends back. I know what that feels like, man, because I've been in the exact same situation. It's like a little bit yeah. of weight off of your shoulders. It's awesome, yeah. All right, well, cool. Anything else? Uh, that, and, uh, somebody mistook me for a Manning. I don't know which one. They're like, you kind of look like something Manning, so, oh, I don't know, you know why. Actually, I can kind of see if someone were like, you look like Eli Manning. Eli Manning, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I could kind of see so that. I was like, all right, cool, I'll take it. Okay. So, like, that that made my week for some reason, so I'm pretty happy. What about yourself, man? Okay, so, uh, the first thing has absolutely nothing to do with Heroclix. Uh, I found one of the most absurd articles that I've been able to read in a very long time. I just needed to talk about it because it was so hilarious to me. And uh, we got an article from CBS News. The Cairo International Garden Municipal Park became the target of a ridicule after an Egyptian student posted images on Facebook of a suspicious beast. And uh, the suspicious beast happened to be a donkey that the zoo painted to look like a zebra. <laughs> so, I was like, what? What is going on? What is going on? But no, yeah, this is not the first time they've been caught doing this either. Um, and there's actually a picture in this article that we'll link in the podcast show notes. Uh, and it's legitimately a donkey that's painted like a zebra. And I was like, man, of all of the most ridiculous things in this planet, like, that's going on right now, this one just certainly, it just put a smile on my face that there's people out there just, you know, Dressing donkeys up as zebras, so <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's it's pretty dang funny. Uh, so yeah, I will link that as always in the podcast show notes. Any videos, uh, as well as articles, will be linked in there. And uh, because I was not lazy, the second thing that made me happy this week was I sound clipped this. Oh my God! Listen to that horn! And you bet we will be using oh. that from time <laughs> to time in the podcast. Okay. Wow. Well, we here at Dial H, we like to bring you up-to-date information about the game of Heroclix and other nerd-related content. So we're going to jump into a little bit of that in our news section. Starting off, I do want to talk about something that's going to come out September 7th, and that's going to be Iron Fist Season 2 on Netflix. I am looking uh, looking forward to this. 
Uh, we did get a trailer for it called the Memories trailer, I believe. And in it, we got our first look of Iron Fist with the actual mask on. And, oh, awesome. Yeah, and in this uh, video, it does look like he's not the only one wearing a mask. He's fighting someone. It looks like it's in Kunlun, and it looks like maybe it's a ceremonial mask, but it's Iron Fist's mask. So maybe he'll bring that into the regular world. Pretty excited about that. So that was cool. I also wanted to do an update on uh, a couple things that we've been talking about. Uh, one good update, we'll talk about Disney. As far as the merger between Disney and Fox, it looks like it's finally official. Uh, I do want to read a little bit of this article that we got from Fool.com because there's just so much to it, and I don't really want to mess it up, but uh, here we go. Disney announced in December its intention to acquire a number of media assets from Fox for $52.4 billion. In a drama fit for primetime, Comcast, Comcast decided to rain on Disney's parade by announcing its own $65 billion dollar offer with Fox with Disney countering at 71.3 billion while some people expected Comcast to continue the bidding war the price may simply have been too high another potential factor may have been the recent decision by the Department of Justice and by the way I just want to point out that I totally called that that the United States government was going to have to jump in on that one and uh, rule to anti-monopoly stuff um, to appeal uh, AT&T's acquisition of Time Warner they also did the same thing for this and um, for its part, Fox will separate its Fox Broadcasting Network and stations, Fox News and Fox Business Network, as well as sports channels, FS1, FS2, and the Big Ten Network into a new public company that will be spun off to the Fox shareholders, yada, yada. Here's why this is important for uh, us, okay, or at least the people that are consuming the comic book-related anything to do with this merger. So Disney will acquire several Fox cable assets in the deal, including National Geographic and FX networks, while also gaining control over a number of Marvel characters under Fox's purview, including Deadpool, X-Men, and the Fantastic Four. So it's it's finally a thing. We, Woo, we got we them back uh, for Disney. So hopefully over the next year or two, we are going to see some major... Um, like major jumping on points for these characters and I don't know if they're going to try in any way shape or form to like merge what it currently exists from Fox into the Disney Marvel MCU or not uh, I guess we'll see I personally would love to see Ryan Reynolds continue to play Deadpool that would be awesome uh, but it I mean that is like that's the hope yeah crazy rated R and because it is, um, I just don't know if that's going to function very well as far as being part of the MCU. We'll see. They did get a lot away with quite a bit of stuff with the Punisher Netflix series as far as, like, gratuitous violence. So I guess we'll see. Um, I'm, I am really looking forward to that. But I really am mostly looking forward to the Fantastic Four coming back. Um, by the way, they are in the comics now going back to actually having their own comic book. And because awesome. they're that, they're back with Disney now. I think that we're finally, finally in a really good position to be set up to get brand new Fantastic Four Hero Clicks. So I wanted to say all of that just so I could get to that point, which is I think Fantastic Four Hero Clicks are coming back. Uh, I, over the next year, I would bet money on hearing something about them, at least an announcement For of sure. some sort. Okay. 
So uh, there's that. So that's all really good information. What is really bad information, and I'm going to switch uh, gears entirely, and I want to talk about the Teen Titans uh, show that's going to come out, but is actually officially called Titans. Um, we were talking about this in the last couple episodes, the San Diego Comic-Con official trailer that has come out. I think last time we looked at it, it was like, what, 16,000 likes and... I don't know, like 20,000 dislikes or something like that. Would you like to hazard a guess what they're up to on, on both of those, Calder? What was that? The likes and dislike number on the same Comic-Con trailer that we've been talking about. Are you, is this Aquaman, right? No! T Titans! Oh, T Titans! I, I keep forgetting T Titans is a... Uh, uh, whatever. I keep forgetting that was the San Diego Comic-Con thing because of how... Not Comic Con y, it looks. What what are, what are we at now with likes and dislikes? How's the ratio spun? Okay, well, it's even worse than what it, what no. it was. Yeah, people, yeah, I okay, know. Okay, guys, it doesn't look that bad. No, it looks pretty bad according to all of these people that Ugh. believe so. <laughs> Ugh. So we're sitting at a whopping 23,000 upvotes and a just ridiculous 43,000 dislikes <laughs> uh, for this trailer. But I, I did want to read one. Really awesome comment, because I think it's becoming a meme in of itself to just get on to this trailer and comment on this trailer. And there's somebody that uh, posted this. I thought it was really funny. I wanted to read it. Fan. I like Teen Titans because it tells heroic stories with angsty teenage characters that learn values of friendship, teamwork, and pushing past their problems to do what needs to be done. DC Executive. People love Teen Titans because of how edgy it is. Almost, almost most people that watch Teen Titans are also teens, so they naturally love killing, blood, and unnecessary swearing. Uh, also, Sawfire is black and shoots, flame, shoots flames for some reason. Also, Robin uses guns now. Also, they aren't teenagers, so the whole dynamic of teenagers with problems fighting bad guys is not even there. Uh, also, go blank yourself if you're a fan of the 80s comic or 2000s TV show. So... Yeah, it's, it's... I will not confirm or deny how accurate that is. <laughs> but I'm still hopeful. So, um, there's that. That's where we're sitting. However, I do want to say something while we are on the topic of Titans. I did get a chance to go see Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go to the movies, excuse you, Chris. Yeah, yeah, go to the movies. <laughs> it's actually uh, pretty good. It is... is it really? Yeah, they break the fourth wall about a billion times in, the, right. in the movie as well. Stan Lee's in it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, uh, this is Stan Lee. And it's a cameo of Stan Lee. This is probably a spoiler for people out there, but it's a cartoon. Not really high on the... I yeah. need to go see this list for a lot of people. But he's like, oh, this is Stan Lee. And at the end of his little uh, diatribe or monologue, if you will, he's like, uh, oh, this is a DC flick? I need to get out of here. Like, they totally <laughs> acknowledge all of this. They make That's fun of the good. Green Lantern movie. Uh, you may have seen Low that in... Fruit. In the trailer, uh, they may, they called Deathstroke Deadpool, Deadpool. multiple times, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm not Deadpool." And you're like, "Yeah, you're you're Deadpool. Come on, dude." So it's actually really funny. So if you've not gotten a chance to go see that, you probably should. It was really good, and I liked it a lot. Um, that's all I got for news. Do you have anything before we move on? On to clicks news. Uh, on to clicks news. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I don't have any normal news i suppose okay well let's uh go ahead and take a trip
Oh, we're jumping right into the value corner. All right, I thought you wanted to talk about maybe, uh... Nope, we're doing this. All right, yep. excuse me. <laughs> Hello! Hello, welcome to the uh, Silver Age value corner, corner value, value corner, corner, corner. Are you ready? <laughs> the name... It's only going to get longer, everybody. I'm going to I'm gonna try to sell you a piece a little different. Sometimes I've been trying to sell you some little cool attackers, some real old, real old Golden Age folks. But now we're going to keep it simple. Keep it simple here on the corner. Because as I'm working with teams and as I see more things and more teams throughout, throughout Facebook or whatever, people are complaining that the meta costs too much. And they might not be wrong. But I'm going to talk about a piece that anyone can get and is cheap as I'll get out. And you're going to love it. Trust me, no matter what. And it has some of the best flavor name powers in the world. So let's let's quit. Let's get going around the beating around the bush here. And let's go ahead and talk. Yes, sidestep. Sidestep is already arguably sidestep is one of the most important powers like in the game today. I mean, sidestep is amazing. If every single character on your team has sidestep, then you are already that much like better than your opponent because of how easy you can reposition, especially on a lot of these maps. So not just as, you know, a ton of figures have sidestep. I'm not just going to sell you on sidestep, all right? Let me sell you on this special damage power, baby. That's right. Perplex. But only to target an adjacent character. I know what you're thinking. Well, that's not super amazing. But you just got to put this little dude next to him, and boom, perplex. Besides that, it's like the, it is the best special power name. One of my favorite, all-time favorite special power names. Besides that, this guy's got the Underworld team ability. Doesn't really have much for... Fighting off capability-wise, uh, Underworld also means that he's got the Gotham City Underworld keyword, which is great to use with all of the new Batman villains from the Batman the Animated set. You probably already know who this is. This is a really easy pick. I just really wanted to talk about him uh, this week. Four range, no special combat symbols. Might as well throw that in there. They don't need him. Boom. I know You're who welcome. this is. Yeah, it's not surprising. Which is very <laughs> rare that I know what a DC figure is, but I do know what That's, this is. So, clocking in at only 15, and I'm saying a 15-point perplex, and if you're running an Underworld team, adding a plus one Underworld. Besides that, the Underworld team ability is pretty good. Passenger 1, only to carry a character that shares a keyword. Passenger 2, but only a character that shares a keyword with this character and our lower points. So this character can't carry somebody, which is pretty great. So Passenger 1 to move for a you know static 2, you know, with sidestep carry, or can move for 5 squares normal carry. Which is funny, imagining this person carrying somebody. I'm not going to say why, because that might not be appropriate. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Uh, do you have a guess? I mean, I think you do. I, I, yeah, his name is Big Tony. Big Tony. Yeah. Come on, the hug will make us feel better. That's such a good name for a special power. It's ridiculous. A hug. He's giving you a hug, man. Oh, there's so much flavor. Just imagining Big Tony just giving hugs. So what do you think? What do you think I'm selling you here? Okay, so this is a common from the Harley Quinn set. It's, I mean, probably pretty cheap. I'm going to err on the side of... 39 cents. Oh, you're not giving Big Tony quite enough credit. You getting Big Tony, and he's, for some reason, he's only rated four and a half stars on cool stuff. I think he's a five-star figure. Especially that sculpt. It's beautiful. Look at that fishnet 
That's a beautiful sculpt. Yeah, it's beautiful. He is one-fourth of a dollar, so he is 25 cents. And there's ten of them right now in stock, which is pretty great. I don't know if you know this, but with that Gotham City Underworld keyword, uh, he just got, like, a hundred new best friends with the animated series set. So, yeah. I want someone to run a team where it's just a bunch of big Tonys and a bunch of suited henchmen and like one joker and that's it it'd be awesome okay well that is going to be your value corner and i do think that is a good choice go out and pick one of those up but let's move on to something that we like to call hidden gem but wait wow that looks like a diamond and this week on hidden gem uh we're going to talk about a figure that skirted under the radar a little bit it was super good, but you just didn't hear a lot about it because when it came out, it was completely overshadowed. Uh, I, I swear there was no collusion as far as picking characters that came, uh, well, they're DC, and then um, they're really recent. And uh, I'm talking about none other than uh, Killer Moth. Just kidding. What? He's like, what, he's like what? one of the worst characters <laughs> ever. I'm kidding. Okay. He needs milk, man. I'm talking about Katana, uh, number 44, from Joker's Wild. All right, so this figure is actually, like, redonkulously good. And um, I mentioned it last week. I mentioned last week I got to play a game uh, with Cody Williams here in Indianapolis. I told you what my team was, but I did not tell you what I played against. He was running a Suicide squad theme team, and he was running this Katana. And this katana is really good, but no one was really talking about it back in the day. So let's talk about it for a second. 75 points with the Outsiders team ability. Let's already start off with that because that's not good. It's um, amazing. Yeah, uh, you Now they they did nerf it a little bit, but I mean it still does its thing. The thing is, um, it only works within six squares now, but that's fine because katana's a melee character you want her up in people's faces so it doesn't even factor in so she's got outsiders team ability that's fantastic zero range don't need it uh we have keywords birds of prey martial artists outsiders suicide squad improved movement ignores hindering terrain um really good for those heavy stealth maps with hindering terrain um now in this particular instance Cody was running the Suicide Squad, and some of them have that ability. It gives, like, stealth to everybody, and he was running on a map that everyone had stealth pretty much the whole game, which was dumb, so I couldn't peg her, or, like, from a distance. So she got in. She got in real close, and this is what she did. She has two traits. Um, the Miramasa Blade Soul Taker. Uh, whenever Katana KOs an opposing character, choose one to use for the rest of the game. Precision Strike, Steel Energy, Willpower. So that's already good. Um, in a game where uh, there's a million people out there that pop out pogs, yeah, it just says character. It doesn't give a specific point value that they have to be, just a character. So you can trigger this multiple times per game. Second trait, draining your soul. When an opposing character takes damage from Katana's close attack, so you don't even have to kill him to trigger this one. After actions resolve, you may attach the slash marker to that character, removing it from anywhere else. I guess it really wouldn't make any sense to add the slash marker to a character that you KO'd. That's dead, yeah. Uh, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> when a character with the slash marker is given an action token, uh, deal it one penetrating damage. When that character deals or clears an action token, remove the slash marker. Top dial, 11 attack. It's naked, which doesn't make any sense because she has a katana. Her name is Katana. It revolves around, you know, like a blade. 
and such like things. Precision Strike or Blades Claws Fangs. Yeah, yeah well, whatever. I guess she can get from her trade. But, just don't yeah. worry about it. All right, she's got 11 attack. But she has three damage with exploit weakness, which is good. Um, she also has 17 defense with combat reflexes. <laughs> so you're going to base. You're going to be 19 defense. You are swinging for 11. That's penetrating. Or Yeah, that is penetrating damage. You're going to get your precision strike once you kill somebody. You're going to get your steel energy. So he chose, in this particular instance, he chose willpower. Probably the best option to start if you're going to at the beginning of the game to make sure you add some pacing to the you game. Kill someone that fast, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's that's a really good option. She has a special speed power, 10 speed. She has charge and stealth, so she already has it naturally. Um, on the top two clicks of her dial, even if she does lose it, if you run it with the Suicide Squad, she's still getting, like, stealth somehow. I, I can't remember. I don't know. Um, so <clears throat> what she have to, uh, down dial? She is a five-click long dial, which for 75 points, that's not that good, but that's okay because she takes a little bit of damage. She goes into flurry, battle fury mode, which is pretty sweet. So if you can manage to just basically take out a pog or something really stupid at the beginning of the game, give yourself willpower, add yourself the pacing, give yourself steel energy to take damage and come back up. With flurry at the end of the dial, it's a lot easier to get that steel energy to trigger to put you closer back to the beginning. So overall, this is just, I think, a really fantastic figure. It's only a rare and I, I don't know how much it is, but it's got to be pretty cheap for the Joker's Wild set. So go out there, pick that up. If you are a, uh, let's see, Outsider, Suicide Squad, or Birds of Prey keyworded player uh, that you're playing. And let's see, she, it doesn't even say number of stars on her. I don't know why. Like, no one has voted on this character oh, man. at all. But she's really good. So, uh, yeah. Make sure you take her out pretty fast if you play against her. That's all I got on Hidden Gym as far as the rarity. I'd say this is pretty uh, this is pretty. I really like gym. Katana. I think she's solid. And uh, the Outsider's Tingility is amazing. Even though it's only six squares, let's be honest, the ten square reach was kind of ludicrous. Yeah. So six squares is a good good medium for that. And it's still, it's, it's probably the best team ability besides, like, you know, Galactic like the Galactus one or Quintessence or whatever. So it's amazing. Outsiders really is good. You outsider somebody, they have to base you anyways to even attack you, and she has a 19 defense. Yeah. You know, hopefully she's not being taken top dial too fast. For sure, for sure. On the scale, uh, as far as rarity of gym, I'd probably put this at like a good solid sapphire, maybe an emerald. Uh, it's, it's a really good figure and probably one of the best, if not the best katanas that have ever been made. So go out there, pick up that figure. It's really good. And kill it if you're playing against it real quick before it ramps up, because it will. Uh, that's all I got on Hidden Gym. Uh, Calder, I think we're going to go into something called Meta Minute. All right. So today in the Meta Minute, I wanted to talk about the new bounty cards that we saw that kind of got spoiled for us. They do something different. So we have Wolverine and uh, Kate Pride to look at, Kitty Pride. They, they work the same as the normal call-in for help, the normal setup, choose someone on your starting line, choose a starting line they should be on, all that normal stuff. The inspiration is different than their X-Men ID cards, like Wolverine has blades, she gives exploit. But what's really important to note is the bounty at the bottom of the wanted poster. So, the way bounty works is when an opposing character hits this ID card, immediately it immediately returns to your sideline. 
and after actions resolve, he'll be attacking character one click. So if an opposing character takes out someone who's a bounty character, they get to heal one click, although a bounty character, unless they kill them in one shot, they don't score that, because once they are damaged, immediately to your sideline. Oh, sorry, when an opposing character hits, not when they're damaged, just when they are hit. So I don't even think you would turn for damage at all, just once they're hit. Yeah, that's the way the order of operations would go on that. So you can't kill them, pretty much. If you call in a bounty figure, your opponent's not going to score any cheap points, but if they want to, they can go ahead and heal a click off your bounty character. However, if this ID card is returned at the beginning of your next turn, heal the character that used call and help one click. So if the ID card character stayed and no opposing character killed it that entire turn and it gets returned back to your sideline, then boom, you automatically get a heal one click for that character staying alive the entire time. So this can be really good. Uh, the Wolverine ID card being new is awesome because he's participation and that means we are going to get like the other Wolverine ID card is still better. So you heal one click. That's just, it's better, period. But with this one, it'll be cheaper and easier to get. So now you'll be able to call in that still kind of expensive, crazy Wolverine super rare, which is awesome. I love these bounty ID cards. It's really cool stuff to look at. It's new game elements. They feel fresh. They are five points. They're not three points. So it's really interesting that they do something just different since they are not just normal ID cards. They are one of posters. I did not even know that those do that, honestly. I, I probably oh. should have read those. So that's really uh, an interesting mechanic they added to the game. So, yeah, keep that in mind when you are playing against these guys. Like, ask them, oh, you used what to call them in again? Just to make sure, especially if it's one of these characters. You just really want to be aware of that. I also want to talk about, uh, really quick, the Joker ID card is going for a ludicrous amount. He's like $200. I know you could only get him at, like, other country like events but uh just wait a little bit guys chill out on the joker id card thing wait for him to come to america and pick him up for like 30 bucks later uh joker id card can be really good this is a little off tangent for a minute but if you get the joker id card and you want to call in that 30 point common joker you can like first turn call him in with the blackbird just real boy him in and then you can have prob on your team instead of wasting uh whatever amount of points you would use uh to get prob say you want to use domino for 25 points instead you can just real boy in joker about turn one, and you have prob for your team, which is pretty great. So that's about all I have to add for the meta minute. I do want to throw up one more thing, is we're going to be getting a Deadpool OP kit, I believe. That's what this is. And it's going to have a new Wolverine. So I want everybody to kind of like, don't go, even though I'm literally trying to sell a Wolverine right now, don't go jump in to get one of those Wolverines, just to maybe see if this Wolverine is going to be better. It's going to come out like December or September, I believe. But we're going to get a Deadpool, a Wolverine, and a Cable, I believe. So definitely be on the lookout for that, guys. Yeah, don't go chasing waterfalls, man. Yeah. Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. I, I'm not really proud about that one. I'm gonna, we're just going to move Fine. on. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. So it's Deadpool, Wolverine, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Excuse Thank me. you for that. I wonder if she's going to have her powers from the actual comics or her so power can't. from the movie, which she are has entirely different. a new sculpt and dial. So What's she look maybe, like? I don't know. It's, it just, it's just like the little blurb, like all the little words, like saying, hey, stores, check this out. So it's like you get one instruction sheet, which is just whatever for pricing. You get four Deadpools. New dial, four, Wolverine, four Wolverines with a new dial, and then four Negasonic Teenage Warheads with a new sculpt and dial for the first place prize. So uh, hopefully that's a uh, maybe a movie version. I'd really like that. Okay. 
Well, I guess we will see, and we'll update you guys later. But let's move on to how Dial H works off the value for value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us some love and leveling up your heroic rank so you can earn your heroic titles. Heroic rank level ups occur the first episode of every month following or following your one-time donations on PayPal. So about that, next episode is the beginning of the month which means people are going to be ranking up officially. We did get a uh, donation from PayPal from a gentleman we'll mention here in a second, but don't worry, you did rank up, but we will give you your official ceremony at the beginning of uh, the month, next month. Um, don't forget your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community as you are producers of the podcast and, more importantly, for the month of August. Since we are giving away a Batman animated series starter set, you will need to be a patron. You will need to have a heroic title in order to be eligible to get it. So uh, don't think that you're going to get it if you are not a contributor to the podcast, just so you know. Um, and about that, uh, Calder and I came up with a word puzzle. I uh, did post it on Facebook and Twitter, right? You put it on Facebook? Yes, I did. So, just to clarify some rules on this, if you did not get it, uh, we have a small little phrase that is hero clicks related. Uh, we are going to be giving out letters every week, and uh, if you are the first person to solve it during the month of August, uh, using the letters that we have given you, as well as you are a patron and have your own heroic title, message us immediately and be like, hey, I know what it is. And if you are the first person to get it, then we will send you a uh, Batman starter set, as long as you are inside of the United States or Canada, because I don't want to ship it overseas because that costs way too much money. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's all I got on that. Carter, you got anything else? I want to say I had some pretty good guesses so far. You guys are close. I like your enthusiasm, but uh, wait for a few more letters. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> knock you. I'm not gonna knock you for guessing early, but, but uh, it's it's funny. It's fun. Have fun oh, see, with it, guys. It's awesome. I don't have any guesses so far, so uh, I'm. I mean, we're not even in August technically. Yeah. So we like we need to be in August like, before you can like uh, get it. <laughs> um, but. There are going. I believe it's going to be five releases of letters, and uh, I think we're about three. I think three letters every time. Yep. Um, they may be duplicate letters, just so you know. Um, just because we gave you these three letters this week does not mean we may not give you a same another of the same letter down the line, which may factor in. So may may not. Who knows? That's up the to you to figure it out. Everybody. Yeah, I know, right? So uh, that is the way to do what we do here in the Dial H studio, as well as we are going to be giving away, in order, um, a custom Dyson, dice, I'm sorry, not Dice, token set that's going to be made by Enrageous, as well as Justice League War, X-Men First Class, and The Dark Knight. So the first week of August, we are going to be giving away the token set. So uh, in order to be eligible for that, all you have to do is jump onto our Community Tuesdays question on either facebook or twitter and you will be eligible for that once again united states or canada uh just cut down on shipping costs we appreciate you guys giving us uh stuff in our community we love you guys for that but don't kill us on shipping please but speaking of community let's get into that there are dozens of us dozens 
Well, as I mentioned, we put every week a Community Tuesdays question up on Facebook and on Twitter. This week's Community Tuesdays question was, what is a hero or villain you would like to see clicked as a history-themed warrior, and what would their theme be? And we gave examples of, like, Samurai Gwyn, Pirate Deadpool, Gladiator Hulk, things like that. Um, in retrospect, realized every one of those are Marvel, but uh, there are definitely yeah. other versions of uh, other properties out there, like uh, Samurai... Ninja Turtles, for example, are out there. Um, I guess let's go ahead and start on Facebook. Well, actually, what about you, Calder? Anything that you would like to see made? Oh, yeah. So uh, with the fitting of the question, like a history theme, I really want to see the – there's just one Avengers comic where they were all, like, knights in King Arthur's court. And it was really cool, like Captain America and Iron Man, like Thor and stuff. It was a really sweet-looking comic, and I really dug, like, how everybody looked. So that would be, like, my prime choice for this. Yourself? So I, I feel like we'd have to make up a lot of characters for this, but I've been watching uh, the HBO series John Adams recently, and I've been really stuck on, like, a Revolutionary War kick recently. So I would like to see a bunch of Marvel characters made in, like, a Revolutionary War style. They um, made a colonial, like, looking Captain America, and that was really cool. Yeah, so, like, actually, we did get a, a picture from one of our uh, you listeners. You know um, the Golden Skull from this latest Avengers Infinity set? Yes. His, it was some weird comp, but, like, Golden Skull's great, great, whatever, dueled with that era's Steven Rogers or something like that and, like, lost the duel. Huh. It's, like, one little frame in the comic. It's really interesting. Man, I just want a Punisher in a powdered wig. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> that was I mean, he's like he has like a bandolier, you know, all just over eight, it. Like, just a ton of muskets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just pulling out like tons of muskets and like this big old blunderbuss, and he's like just the Punisher you know, all the same time. I, I'd great. like that. That would give me enjoyment. So uh, let's start over on Facebook with some of these answers. Absolutely. Malcolm Rush, Team and T3 sets do Samurai Turtles. Oh, wow. Okay called that one (laughs) okay um we jump over to twitter to drace said 1920s detective howard the duck renaissance era tmnt which i think would be really sweet that's a good idea uh black and white cinema uh, mysterio how cool would that be which actually they did they did make that uh mysterio in the spider-man set right that was um the sketch variant? Yeah, it could be a sketch variant. That's right. So, so it's kind of like that. We kinda, have, kinda this this one I thought was really unique. Plague Doctor Night Nurse. Ooh. How cool would that be? These I are like good it. answers. I, I know. Like I really that. like it. I really like it. Uh, prehistoric Squirrel Girl. I like that one. Uh-huh. And uh, lastly, Medieval Jonah Hex. All right. I think they're good. I, 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 feel, I feel like trying to see Jonah Hex without a cowboy In anything would be but weird. being, yeah, it'd be different. So, whatever, but I'm, I really like it. My favorite is uh, the Plague Doctor Night Nurse. I love that one. That's really cool. I, I really dig all of those. Matthew Veloza. I'd like to see the Avengers 1 million lineup. Everybody needs Ghost Rider riding a woolly mammoth. Oh, I'm all for that. I really we're wish definitely those gonna get. We're definitely going to get Avengers 1 million. But the WizKids guys were a little, little, uh, little squirrely whether or not they're going to let Ghost Rider ride a mammoth, sadly. All right, we have an answer from Enrageous. Would never sell, but a Conan-themed gravity feed would be cool. Throw in some special weapons and various swarm generics. King Conan as the chase. Nice. 
Nick Zim said the Bard Daredevil from Marvel 1602. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Give me all yeah. that 1602 goodness. Oh, I like that a lot. Um, our first hero that I have on Twitter is going to be from Citizen Collectible. Said bearded, bl- I'm sorry, black beard thing, colonial huh. Captain America, red coat, red skull, and lastly, the World War II era Superman, Robin, and Batman selling war, bands, war bonds to stop the Japan Nazis. He did link pictures oh. to all of these, uh, except for... No, yeah, he did. He did lead, lead uh, link pictures to all those. He got uh, sweet thing with his eye patch and full. Oh, he actually does have a flintlock pistol. Um, black beard attire. Uh, that colonial Captain America you were talking about, and right below him is your red skull. He's got a horrible swastika right on his forehead. There's that. Yeah. Um, it was a different time, folks. It was a different. <laughs> time. And then, world's finest comics uh, issue number eight is like Batman. Uh, Robin and Superman all handing out war bonds, and like right above them is like literally a sign that says "Sink the Japan Nazis with bonds and stamps." <laughs> wow! So you thank go. you. Um, as always, if you guys want to link pictures to your answers, we love getting those. It just adds a little bit of flavor and fun to the community. All right, Taylor Ward. We already have Spider-Man Noir and Superior Foes, but it'd be nice to get as many other Noir versions of characters from that line. Maybe some Batman characters from Gotham by Gaslight. Pure fun, though it's this Samurai Venom that he wants would be awesome. They had a cool picture of uh, Venom in like this uh, really sweet Samurai armor. I think these dual-wielding katanas looks great. Okay. Uh, we have I, actually I really want to see that I need I need to get on I need to start opening up Facebook and uh, looking at these as we're going through them as well. But um, we have an answer from oh my who even is this? The con was the friends we made along the way. Oh this is Tiamu man you have a long Twitter name this week. Um, feudal Japan era Batman villains inspired by Batman Ninja. I believe that's the animated movie that just came out pretty recently. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. You're right. All right, Aries Edge said Jack the Ripper, Commissioner Gordon. I did not know that was a version of Commissioner Gordon. That's a shame. Cuban Nita, I, I suppose. Wait, no, that's from that's from the new. Oh man. New. That's an animated DC movie too. Oh, okay. We watched it not too long ago. Jaylene uh, and I did. He would need sidestep and stealth, and he would get uh, some blades as well. Maybe close combat expert somewhere in there too. His character was great, and it says Gotham by Gaslight. This is what it's in. Okay. Okay, so this week's, let's see, super fan, super villain, Hoobastank is super dank, Seth Aaron. <laughs> uh, they need to have a literal, I love this answer, by the way. They need to have a literal civil war set based on where the heroes are located from birth. That's where their loyalties lie. I love this idea. I get the sneaking suspicion. I didn't do any research into this. I, I was going to, and then I got lazy. But... I'm pretty sure the vast majority of them would be for the North because, like, all of your superheroes like New York. are New York, right? Spider-Man, yeah. Captain America. I'm not. I mean, whatever. But the only characters that I could think of that would have been born like near the South and in this particular situation would be like uh, the Guthrie family. So Cannonball, because I'm pretty sure he's. Kentucky. He was born in Kentucky. Yeah. And then and then characters that would certainly not be fighting for 
uh, the Confederacy, like... Uh, oh, like Mon- Luke Cage is from like, Georgia. Yeah, like Monica Rambeau, I'm pretty sure, is from, like, New Orleans. And, like, Luke Cage, like, that would definitely not happen. So, uh, there's that. A little bit of a... Could let's uh, let's, let's be, see it. I don't know. <laughs> it could be a tricky conversation to get into, maybe, possibly, but uh, we'll just truck on. Calder. Uh, Matthew, I'm trying not to mess up your name, uh, Palis, Palicios, I just want a new Doctor Doom. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you. But uh, that's uh, it's looking on the up and up, so. Okay. Uh, you know, Doctor Doom is, I mean, he really is a monk, though. So you could do more as making him a monk. There you go. Like character. So uh, We have Critical Missive said Civil War Soldier Wolverine. That mm. opening credits montage was the best part of the first Wolverine movie. Maybe the only good part. <laughs> what, you didn't like the uh, the Deadpool Sabretooth Wolverine fight in the nuclear containers? Oh, that was pretty amazing. So... Alright. I just want to point out that I'm I'm fairly certain that that couldn't even be possible unless they changed the uh, Fox universe for specifically Wolverine because Wolverine was not born then during the Civil War. No, he, he like, I'm pretty sure that Wolverine was born in the very latter part of the 1800s, like 1890 or something. It like was, that. I believe, yeah. So, like, that wouldn't come into play. But he could certainly be a, a World War One soldier. Yeah. We could see that. Jeff Polier, a Revolutionary War Captain America. Yeah, like it. love it. Uh, okay, so I mentioned this a minute ago. Uh, little plastic superheroes actually ranked up in the middle of the month. Thank you, sir, for your donation. He went from uh, a protagonist right up to I'm, – yeah, I'm sorry, a protagonist – Right up to a super fan? Super fan. Yeah, he got himself, and he did name himself uh, because he was a superhero. His superhero name is going to be The Ruffian, um, but he is a super fan of the Dial H Podcast. Thank you, sir. And he said World War II, Sergeant Fury, and his Howling Commandos. I want to know why they haven't done anything with Howling Commandos in a while. Oh, yeah, since, like, the movie sets. It's been forever. <laughs> Pretty sad. Uh, Brett Bowers, Samurai Deathstroke. Okay, that actually would be really cool. He's basically a modern-day samurai anyway, so that wouldn't be too far of a stretch anyway. Uh, Coach Step said, Eternal Warrior from Valiant Comics. He could be a warrior, soldier, police, or any type of keyword like that. Also, XO, Manowar, and Rai could be warrior-based as well. Also, Bloodshot would fit any military keyword, as well as Mafia or Underworld. I would love to see a Valiant set. I think, I'm going on a limb here, we might have a Valiant Comics fan. You think? Maybe, maybe possibly. Maybe. Uh, Tyler Murin, a Ninja Flash or Biker Motorcycle Club Justice League. Biker I did Motorcycle not, Club? I did not know that existed, but you sold me on it. Do you remember uh, Bikers from, wait, Biker Mice from Mars or something like that? That was I, like the name of the TV show? I absolutely do not know what you're talking about. Someone out there knows what I'm talking about. Man, that was a good show, not at all, but <laughs> definitely. It ranks right up there with Street Sharks. <laughs> Whoa, don't be hating on Street Sharks, Chris. Uh, Street Sharks has quite the cult following. I love Street Sharks, and I'm pretty sure, last time I checked, you can still go on to YouTube and watch like all of the episodes of the Street Sharks on YouTube. I sat down and watched the first episode, 
And that was as far as I made it. <laughs> you can probably guess why. <laughs> it's so bad. I love it so much. Uh, the last answer I have on Twitter is going to be from Bushido. Justin Sly said, Musketeer Nightcrawler, Viking Ooh. Wolverine, and Wild West Punisher. Um, I'm all for a Viking Wolverine. Makes no sense. He doesn't even look like I, uh, a Viking, but no. I want it. I love I love the Musketeer Nightcrawler idea. That's awesome. It's really sweet. Yeah. Wild West Punisher. All right, I'll go through the rest on... Did you put this up on Reddit? I did not put this up on Reddit. All right, then I will go through the rest of the ones on Facebook. Brian Poling, Robin Hood Punisher. Very interesting. I like that. Alex Rohrig. More cowboys. Yeehaw. I agree. <laughs> the Justice Riders were sweet, but Iron Slayer needs more buddies. Well, we're getting some cowboys in this new Secret Wars set. Don't, don't worry about it, partner. Uh, David Logan. Samurai Wolverine. Psylocke. Deadpool Hulk. And Punisher from the Five Ronin story. Hulk could be styled like the KC pieces with a butt-kicking dial and a sort of isolated-from-this-violent-world click. Wait, hold on one second. Who was it that said uh, Samurai Wolverine? Uh, David Logan. David Logan. All right, I'm going to find it here in a second, but we'll come back to Mr. Logan's question. You keep going. All right, sounds good. So Hulk would have a isolated-from-this-violent-world trait representing the time that he spends as a Buddhist monk. Okay, Very I found it. That was that was really easy. That was fast. In the Infinity Challenge set, the original HeroClix Marvel set, there is in fact a unique Wolverine in a ninja outfit carrying a katana. If you want to go check that out, uh, it is so. It's actually really interestingly not horrible right now. Uh, Sixty-four points. Stop. Starts with top dial, twelve attack with blades. Somehow I but, knew he was going to have a twelve attack. But he does not have the X-Men keyword, so Weapon X and Horseman of Apocalypse is what you're working with there, but what? continue. Oh, martial artist? Ridiculous. All right, Eric Caves. There are far too many solid characters for Star Trek. This is our first Star Trek answer. Uh, the next generation to appeal to everyone, but in terms of historical value, I would love to see uh, Collis, the Klingon Jesus. All right, he's got a little <laughs> picture of him there. He's got some robes. Looks like it's snowing or whatever. I can, I can, I can dig it. Uh, David Herberger, quite a few samurai ideas. I see your TMNT samurai, and I raise you samurai Batman. Okay. Got a cool picture of bats here. Who do Chris you think Cap win in a fight? Ooh. Samurai Wolverine or Samurai Batman? So you got to think uh, Wolverine. Sorry. <laughs> All right. We just made a lot uh, of people mad. Oh, well, well, I'm, well, I'm agreeing with Samurai Batman, what kind of tech can he have? So there's, there's probably – so just look up. You remember that show, Deadliest Warrior, Chris? Yes, yes, I do. That How was an awesome. awesome show. That was an amazing show. So it pit two, going off a little tangent here, it pit two warriors throughout history. It would be like knights versus pirates or like Spartans versus monks, stuff like that. And it would take them, would look at their weapons, it would test all their weapons, all their tech and stuff that they would have. And then it would do a like live action, stupid well, like shot battle of them fighting based on fighting styles and stuff. It was really good. So you kind of think, like, what's in a samurai's arsenal? Like a bow and arrow, like a sword. Like Wolverine's got metal claws, but let's say he doesn't have metal claws because it's he's a samurai. Batman would probably win. Like if Wolverine okay, doesn't. Yeah, I've changed my mind. I think I want to go with Batman now. Yeah. So like if Wolverine doesn't have like, oh, crazy metal claws or whatever, it's just the healing factor. Batman might be able to find a way to do it. All right. Yeah. 
he's pretty smart, and he's got all sorts of... And he would use more than just a sword. I imagine Wolverine would just use a sword, and that's it. Uh, Chris Capron. I want to see a more updated uh, Justice League 3000 figures. And for Marvel, I pay for a boxed Venom T-Rex from Old Man Logan. Thank you! Thank you. <laughs> Old Man Logan well, you stuff. Just, just paint... Just rip off Moon Boy, right? <laughs> or, or Moon Girl. Paint it the way you want it painted, and you're good to go. Yeah, but I want official Chris. Anyway, yeah. All right, I can dig it. Yeah, actually, that Moon Boy one would work pretty well. The flinging poop wouldn't make much sense. Maybe that's like the Venom slapping people. Who knows? Anyways, we'll figure that out later. Uh, Loyal Miller. I would like all the characters from 1602 made by and a shifting focus DC Legends of Tomorrow wave. I really like this idea. With a wave rider where they can come out and be like, hey, it's the year 18, you know, 62 or 10 million BC. Kind of fun stuff like that. So they can kind of shift focus to their different time spots. I like it. And he'd like to see the Avengers hero kind of like where they're all in King Arthur's time. So much like what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. And last but finally not least, we have Christian Bogan saying his pretty much all-time favorite version of Batman Whenever his link loads, he has, it's like 24 ridiculous awesome takes on Batman. So there's like a Batman 1714 with like a rapier and a hat and his little, his little bicorn hat or whatever has his little ears like on it. It's hilarious. There's like an actual bat version of Batman. There's just go through the list. It's a pretty cool little link. There's an Ottoman. I think my favorite Empire. Batman is Russian Batman from Red Sun. He's great. So, he's he's awesome. so funny looking. <laughs> I like that hat. The practical Batman. His ears are warm. He's got a nice hat on. Nice practical Batman. Even in Batman is nothing if not practical. Yeah, with thousands and thousands of bombs strapped to him. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all of the answers oh, we have yeah, for uh, for yeah. Community Tuesday's question. Yeah. Okay. Well, we do have a question block from Malcolm Rush. <laughs> Okay, so our man from Japan likes to send us, Malcolm Rush, likes to send us block questions every once in a while. We like to get them. We like to answer them. And he, man, he came up with some pretty good questions this week. So let's start off with the first one, which is what is the uh, best and worst powers, abilities, and traits? If you have answers, you can go ahead and go or I, I can start. So the best trait, in my opinion, no matter who has this trait, it makes the figure 1,000 times more playable. Shifting focus, that's the best trait. That is a fantastic trait. Uh, I will counter that with, although it's not very widely used, the Black Order or the Cole Obsidian trait. I can't remember which one it's called. It, it changes in my head back and forth. Uh, I love that trait so much as in a, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and kill me. See what happens. Um, and it reverberate it reverbs back onto them for damage. It's fantastic. Uh, I think hands down probably one of the best powers is going to be your pulse wave uh, with the changes of outwit. Outwit is now one of the better powers, I would say. Um, one of the worst powers in my head, hands down, is uh, Earthbound Neutralize. I think that character, it's weird, I would assume, to try and balance a character that if they give them Earthbound Neutralize, like, if you're giving a character an automatic weakness, then in my head, you probably need to lower their point costs. But if you lower their point costs, 
most people don't get earthbound neutralized until later in the dial, which means their top dial would still remain the same and they would just be undercosted. So right. I don't know how to do that exactly and make it work. Probably I'm guessing that WizKids does not either. So that is that. Um, as far as abilities go, I think the best combat ability is definitely going to be Indom. The other ones are useful for sure, but Indom is always useful. Right. Uh, and with the fact that you cannot outwit it anymore, uh, based off the changes to outwit, um, yeah, it is even better now. Do you have anything on uh, powers or abilities? Let's talk about one of my least favorite traits is the uh, the movie star trait from the What If set. It's kind of dumb. I mean, it's it's neat. They get a plus two to defense when a character without celebrity or reporter attacks them, uh, but then you modify their attack value by negative two. So you get to, like, maybe save them for a turn. It gives, like, Daredevil a 19. gives Spider-Man a 19, too, actually. So it really doesn't, really doesn't up them that much. Oh, no, it gives him a 20 top dial. But, uh, yeah, it's a dumb, it's a dumb trade, the movie star. I think, I think the worst trait of all time was probably either Alter Egos or uh, Battlefield Promotion. Battlefield Promotion was near impossible to pull off. Yeah, and Alter Ego just... I, there were not a lot of times where it was useful to turn them into the other person. It was like they, it was just underpowered. Why would you want to change this to begin with? So I think those were all completely useless traits. Uh, there's a reason why they're not using them anymore. So there you go. Uh, question number two is most overrated and underrated powers, abilities, and or traits. So uh, go ahead. An underrated trait. Ooh, what would be a really good underrated trait? I would say the Hydra trait that they all had when they would die and they would remove action tokens. That was pretty underrated. I didn't see enough people play Hydra. And when the Hydra bosses all had their own trait where it was like a weird pseudo-mystics. And it was kind of hard to get that positioned right because it would normally be the character... Like, depending on how high up they were on the Hydra food chain, it would be better. So, like, Baron Strucker dealt one penetrating to the attacker and then everyone adjacent to the attacker... But other characters like Hive would just deal one normal damage to people adjacent to the attacker. So it was an interesting trait. It was really underutilized, I would say. Uh, do you have an overrated trait? Shifting focus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as... Well, let's actually let's start with uh, overrated, underrated powers for me. Um, I just... Man, there's some powers I really, really dislike. Um... But there's some powers I really, really like, and I just don't think that people understand that the power will actually change the game a lot more and actually take time to recognize that it changes the game a lot more than you would think. Underrated, as far as people not acknowledging it, is going to be sidestep. It is insane how quickly a game can change. Like, you knock a figure onto sidestep all of a sudden, and it can drastically change the game. So that is an underrated power, just because people don't really think to rate it it's just like a thing there i think most of the time um overrated i don't know if there's really any overrated powers oh another underrated power though is definitely smoke cloud smoke cloud can be exceptionally useful i think a lot of people forget that you can smoke cloud onto your opponent and it minuses one from their attack which could drastically change the game if they miss yeah. due to that one it has affected games in my past before um underrated ability as far as a team ability I do want to talk about the PD team ability and any other team ability out there that is like the PD team ability. Uh, it is, it's fantastic. The ability to minus, like if you position correctly, you can minus three from someone's defense just based off of 
positioning because of the PT team ability is dumb. It is fantastic. It can change. I mean, what what do you want to hit, an 18 defense or a 15 defense? Like, that's insane. So even when you have nine attack or in a game that you and I played recently where those – Don't remind me. That PD – seven <laughs> attack. Uh, seven attack. Your character uh, had like a 17 defense. And I was like, uh, n- okay, no, it's actually a 14 defense, and all I need is a seven to hit you. Right. Seven attack, you never seven look at seven. it, and you're like, that's going to hit anything. You're right, and then it did. So <laughs> that's underrated. Uh, do you have anything else before we move on to the next question? I'm not too excited. Okay, three favorite and least favorite combos of powers, abilities, and or traits. I guess one of my favorite combos is like sidestep. What used to be my favorite combo before it didn't work anymore was sidestep leadership because you could sidestep and then leadership off somebody. But now that's all beginning of the turn stuff doesn't really work anymore. I'd say one of my favorite combos is obviously like shape change super senses. I really dig that. A least favorite combo is like charge with any ranged power. So like there have been some figures they printed with charge pulse wave, which makes absolutely no sense. I'm looking at you, pretty... Ultron. Yeah, this Ultron is like a red Superman or like some version yeah. of Supes that has it. Like, it's really bad. It's a dumb combo. Why do they have it? It's dumb. While we are on the topic of like uh, police, I did come up with a few that I just think is just dumb, and I don't think any. There's newer players out there. There's newer listeners out there. You may have never even heard us talk about this or didn't even know this was a thing. But can we please go back for just a second to the Dark Knight Rises set? Because the GCPD team is so stupid on how it works. Because if you run GCPD officer number five, on top dial, it has outwit. Okay? It's 40 points, has a PD team ability, has outwit. It has a special damage power or defense power called when a higher point friendly character with the police keyword uses leadership, GCPD officer is considered adjacent to that character. Skip to 27 Commissioner Gordon, special damage power. Commissioner Gordon can use leadership and outwit. When he uses leadership, in addition to regular effects on a result of four, add one action to your action total. And on a result of six, he can remove up to two action tokens from up to two friendly adjacent characters if they share a keyword or team ability with him. So you just kind of like park him in your starting zone. You roll roll a six, and you're removing action tokens from these GCPD officers from across the map, which is dumb. And then... In addition to that, you add the GCPD ATA for two points apiece that reads, at the beginning of your turn, characters using this team ability that have no action tokens may be given a move action as a free action with a speed value of four. So you basically gave all of your GCPD officers sidestep four at the beginning of the turn. Um, Four square move, GCPD officer can shoot for four, but they can outwit stuff. It's just dumb. This team can wreck and because it can, it, they can outwit basically everything. If you run, like, multiple of these GCPD officers, you can have, like, five, six, seven outwits on your team. As long as you're not playing against a team that's, like, really outwit resistant, uh, you can pretty much neuter an entire team. And it's all one big synergistic ridiculous thing. And last thing, number 18 from the set is Rachel Dawes. She has a special damage power. She can use Perplex, but only to target friendly characters. She can use it twice each turn if she targets a friendly character possessing the Batman ally or police team ability both times. So she's double Outwit. Or, I'm sorry, double Perplex. So Outwit, there's stuff, Perplex them up multiple times, and it's just ridiculous. So there's a lot of synergy, and it's all, there's a lot of, like, 
combos of team abilities and powers and traits all in that mess. Uh, so I hope that answers your question. Do you have anything else? We'll move on to the next one. No. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. Uh, we have over uh, – I'm sorry. Number four is which ones are easiest or hardest to pull off? Talking about the combos. Combos. Well, there are some combo-like traits that I think are going to be really easy to pull off. The Captain America, the super rare old man cap who could roll four through six whenever someone heals, remove an action token, which really didn't happen too much. But I think now with these Avengers keyworded giant girls, I think that'll be like a super easy combo to pull off nowadays because they'll be healing all up over the place and you're keeping action tokens off them. That'll be great. Uh, as far as a DC combo of traits, go back to Trinity War Trinity. Um, those are just triggered automatically passive, going to happen. Um, not to mention that Superman can fly, so he can carry his Justice League characters and give them stuff. And Wonder Woman can fly too, so she can do the same. So that's awesome. And then if you are running Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, they just give them out all over the map. It just happens. So that's super incredibly easy combo to pull off. Another one is... Um, I've mentioned this one before. Captain America from the original Avengers starter set where you just give them a power action and give somebody a move action. Well, that triggers with uh, the Ant-Man box set, the Legacy box set. So you can move your Hank Pym and pop out an ant, and then you can trigger Captain America's ability and then make him morph again, and you can pop out another ant, or you can turn that ant into a giant ant. So that's a really easy combo that is really effective. And then uh, lastly, since I'm on Avengers now, um, really easy to pull off is the Jarvis-Quinjet combo. Oh, yeah. So Jarvis automatically just you, you pay for three, basically, of your ID cards and then just run the Quinjet as your resource, and you have three cards right there. And then Jarvis obviously is actually a really good character um, with his stop clicks as well as – well. Stop clicks as long as they're next to a, an, an Avengers character. But he's also got Perplex, and if he takes a little bit of damage, he gets enhancement. So he's like a really, really good Avengers support slash um, Quinjet Avengers team. Oh, yeah, Jarvis thing. is amazing. Like, it's all really good. It all just works, so those are all really easy to pull off. Go out there and do that if you have not, because you'll understand why so many people have liked to do it since those have come out. Um, number five, over the years, WizKids has made many changes to powers, abilities, and traits. Which changes do you like or hate over the years? Uh, one of my favorite changes, and I like this because I don't really run teams like this, and it makes it so much easier when I go against them, is the fact that you cannot carry a person or carry an object when you use hypersonic speed. Uh, one of my least favorite characters in the game is like playing against the crazy, stupid Superman or uh, Mary Marvel. He can just hypersonic speed and like murder you in like one shot. And that's really, that's never fun. Never, ever fun. So uh, I know a lot of people were salty about the hypersonic speed super strength change, but I really liked it. I was happy about it. Okay, what do you hate? I hate the, um, uh, what was a, what was a, kind of a bad change? I don't really know if there are any changes I really like hate, to be completely honest. I would okay. s yeah, say it's about it. Uh, as far as changes, I've mentioned this before. 
on the podcast for sure, but just to reiterate, I hate the change to leadership. I don't think it should be a unique modifier. Um, I do love the change to colossal characters that are multi-base, and you can occupy different uh, elevations. That was a really good change. I did like the changes to team bases where they tried to nerf them because they were, I mean, they're still really powerful really even after the changes, but they were even worse back in the day. So I just, I'm glad that they tried. Um, and then, generally speaking, pretty much everything that they have watch-listed over the years, I can say that I actually agree with WizKids on. They watch-list these characters for a reason, and, wow, you really won't hear me say this very often, but good job, WizKids. You, you did good, kid. Uh, number six is, which changes do you want WizKids to improve? To, to do to improve powers, abilities, and or traits. Anything that you would change, Calder? Uh, to improve different powers, abilities, and traits. You know, let me see. What's, like, what was the trait that I was, like, I was really under-impressed by? The, the ex-student trait, like, I know it's the five, and that, like, that's really cool, but just the plus one on the weird, like, off chance you'll get a five doesn't, like, feel like enough. Maybe give him a plus one to, like, attack and damage on the five, what I think would be really cool. Because, like, honestly, half the time you forget even if you do roll a five. So it should be, like, really cool. And you should make it, like, a plus two to attack and damage if you roll two fives. You know, like, make it something really awesome, I think. Here, I'm going to make a general statement. So I guess take this with a grain of salt. But if you are playing a figure where you constantly forget the trait then it's probably not that good of a trait. So any of those traits, I would say, yeah, they probably could have been better. Traits are a lot of the time there for flavor um, because the individual powers that are on hero clicks don't translate exactly what you want out of the character because there's a lot of nuance with certain characters and how they change in the comic books and that kind of stuff uh, with what their powers. Some people's powers are really, really hard to define. So they don't really fit really well with these like nice little binary boxes that are colored on, on dial. So you have to make traits. But if you forget the traits, then clearly I don't think they did a good job of representing that character. Or the trait sucks. So that's Right, yeah. Um, so any of those, I would say. Um, as far as changes that I would like to see... Change leadership back. I don't think there was anything wrong with Man, it. Man, I like leadership. Don't, don't, be, don't be doing that to me. It's so no, much. Well, it's, I mean, get rid of actually, the let me, let me break it down. Let me break it down because it's actually two parts. Change the unique modifier aspect of it. All right. Do n do not change the. Uh, it works on characters with the same keywords aspect of it. That was a good change, but the unique modifier part of it was a bad change. But so what? That even if really you dumb. but even if you failed your leadership, you're still getting one like action to your action total. Which is I'm huge. just saying, don't make it a unique modifier. Like if you have Captain America right. and and other characters that have leadership qualities, you should benefit on all of those leadership qualities. Otherwise, it literally does nothing for you. Like if you have Captain America and someone on the same team, and you're like, oh, okay, well this doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah, just removing tokens at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I will say that I I did like the change to Invincible. I thought that was a really good change. Oh yeah, I can do that. Okay, uh, last question, and a fun one. Uh, what is your flavor text uh, that you like to say during a game? 
Are there any characters that you you constantly say things about them or whatever during the game? My uh, the the best. This is the right answer, by the way. Is the trait one character has? It's Kite Man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's the best flavor text in the entire game. If you're a Quinks, you're welcome. The most fun I have ever had in the history of this game saying flavor text or doing anything like that while playing a game has definitely been GCPD with the squad car. Because uh, like, uh, <laughs> I, I just like, as I'm driving the squad car around, I really like to make, the, this is saying it sounds so stupid. We're all playing a game with little plastic superheroes. Give me this one. Okay. Um, driving the car around, I'm like, ee, ee, driving around. Then obviously when it sounds the sirens, I'm like, whoop, whoop. Pull the vehicle over! And then, like, as I'm ramming people with the ram ability, I make the sounds, and then I actually hit people's hero clicks with oh it. <laughs> because I think it's funny. Uh, and then with the police officers, I'm like, get down on the ground! So huh. I, I just think that's fu- I don't know why I think that's funny. I just do it. So if you ever play with me and I play that team... Just be prepared to hear a lot of a lot. Uh, common a cop lot. sayings, I a guess. A lot. A <laughs> lot. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, that is all from Malcolm. I believe we have another question from another one of our listeners. Thank yes, you, Malcolm. we do. Yeah, thank you, Malcolm. David Herberger said he once faced a Galactus in a 600-point tournament years ago. There was no chance of winning, so I conceded the match when it started. Is there any current team that you wouldn't even play against? You go first. So, uh, this this I mean I know she is so much easier to beat now, but because of the amount of times I've had to play against this piece, and I had just such a squandered no chance at all, I'm I'm soured by it. And if you pretty much put this figure down across the map from me. I'm going to say I hate you and I'm not going to play the game. So if you want to play Mary Marvel against me, we're basically not playing a game of Hero Clicks. I will not. <laughs> I will not play against Mary Marvel. I do not like her. I don't like her face. I don't like her dial. I don't like her stop clicks. I don't like her healing. I don't like any of it. All right? You go through all this unoutwittable, then invincible, and then whatever, and then you, you finally kill her. Up, oh, stop click. And then it's like, she made her stupid shape change roll. You still can't outwit shape change. And it's normal, like, casual, whatever game. So you didn't pack for every single occasion. So you don't have Battle Fury on your team. Then she heals back to top dial. And you're doing the same thing over again. Ugh. I hate Mary Marvel so much. <laughs> so much. The salt. The salt is real. Yeah. Um, so I cannot say that I there's any... Any uh, team or piece that if I sit down across from you that I won't play against you because, I mean, like, it's just a game and I like to treat it as a game. So there's always a chance that you'll just roll roll so horribly that I'll still win, maybe. So I'll still play against you. But I will tell you this. I do not like sitting down and someone having a freaking green power battery. (laughs) I hate it so much. The emotional spectrum says this. If the power battery, attached power ring, and constructs are all the same color, each opposing character may be given no more than one free action per turn. Which wouldn't be a big deal, except for I like to play characters 
that are like, oh, yeah, I have Outwit and Perplex and Sidestep and stuff like that all in the same team. And I'm like, no, what? No, I hate this. Anytime you play a game, and this goes way beyond Heroclix, Magic Gathering, like Blue, Blue in Magic Gathering just tells you, no, you cannot do that. And that's what this does. It's like Blue in Heroclix. And when it's like, no, you can't do that, I'm just like, oh, man, I don't like this. So especially when you have teams that are really based off of the fact, like, if you run a bunch of leadership on your team, well, if you if you want to roll for that, you just wasted your free action, so now you can't outwit. So there you goes your Commissioner Gordon doing what he needs to do, like I just mentioned a few minutes ago. So I just don't like the the green one, which is really weird because a lot of people have like complained a lot more about some of the other color batteries. Like, for example, n uh, many people did not like playing against the yellow powder power battery. That was a pretty horrible one. negative perplex to... is pretty rough to deal with. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, also, I believe it's the indigo one. Is it the indigo one that... You can't attack is... in four squares? Is that what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. it is. That's pretty frustrating. And still, I would much rather deal with any of that than dealing with the freaking green power battery. I don't know huh. why. I just I have a, a you know, vendetta against the green power battery. Um, anything else that you have on that answer? You know, I'd say this about it. So, as a good, like, rule of thumb, you should play against any team, no matter what, to help you become a better player, blah, 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 blah. But if you do play Mario Marvel, I hate you guys. Just saying. You know, that, that's actually a really good point, because you never know when you, you've been beaten by that one particular piece before. You never know when you sit down and you play it again, you might, for the first time, realize... Oh, that's how you beat this figure. Exactly. And th and then it will just immediately from now on out, you'll know. And now you don't have to worry about it. Or you can plan around it or something like that. Especially, like, any of those characters that have those, I'm going to call them gotcha moments. There are lots of characters out there that have those one-time, I'll never do that again uh, things. And then once you learn those from those characters, you'll be like, you fooled me once, but never again. Yep. There's this really good uh, gotcha character from the DC Elseworlds. It's this 100-point Wonder Woman who has, like, sidestep, in-cap, toughness, top dial. And you're like, that's weird for, like, 100 points. But then if you deal her, like, three damage or whatever, on her fourth click, she has a stop click. And as soon as that stop click is revealed, you can the, – the player who's using her chooses to either clear his entire force of action tokens or put action tokens on the entire enemy force. And that happened to me, and I was like, well – this sucks. That was um, really rough. Ugh. Yeah. So a figure that I have used before many times that has a gotcha moment in it that many people have fallen for is Nick Fury, number 52 Hulk. That first stop click. Chances are if I cannot charge you, like he has 11 speed top dial, if I can't charge you and hit you, I will just run the 11 and base you. Because if you hit me onto that stop click, you just hit me onto a 12 attack, 6 damage, flurry click. So it's like a lot of people are like, oh, I can peg this Hulk, no problem. And I'm like, do you really want to do that? Because a lot of people have done that, and then I wrecked them the next turn. So lots of stuff out there like that. Just be wary of those gotcha pieces, and I mean – as soon as you learn, you got it. You got it down, and then you probably won't fall for that again, hopefully. That's what I would say. Hopefully. Uh, I do want to go back real quick. This is my mess up. Back to the Community Tuesdays question. I missed this answer. It's from Chris Kurtz. 
And I do want to actually throw out this uh, community question was Chris Kurtz's idea. Uh, he's like, he sent me a direct message, said I've got an idea for the Community Tuesdays question. So all credit for this goes to Chris. And his answer is going to be uh, Vietnam Frank Castle, mm. Samurai Secret Six, or a set of Construct Armor Lantern Corps. So like Roman Black Lantern, uh, Knights of the Sinestro, and Star Sapphire Aztec Warriors. Very interesting. So, um, I think that's all. We I have did. actually, yeah. yeah, one more thing for community. After this was a visitor post, and sometimes I kind of let these uh, fall to the wayside. I kind of forget about these sometimes. Uh, so Eric Caves wrote in, and an interesting idea for discussion is he recently spitballed an idea for a generic animal set similar to Undead. He has a friend who loves to play Hello, and the skeletons out of Undead are the exact same top dial as the bystanders that she makes. I figured, why not make a set that, you know, with the same intent that still stands on its own? We've had a ton of animal bystanders over time, and how about some figures that we can match with these bystanders? And, you know, they don't have to be necessarily that same on top dial. You can make them any point in the dial. And, like, so figures for the Iceberg Lounge, Penguins, Hootie, you know, Sharks, or, like, the Warlight Undead Shark, Warthog, Slash Wild Boar, Rhinoceros, uh, Wolverine, the Badger, uh, the so Dinosaur... I'm, I'm all- all for this, as long as we can get a zebra with a trait that says, wait, that's not a zebra. <laughs> right? Kind of like, oh, no, wait, that's not Superman trait, and they can go with the donkey. <laughs> wait, that's not a zebra. All right, no, I'm great. all for it. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, so yeah, uh, I would love a set, especially if you make horses like vehicles, and you can like get a rider. That'd be great. I would really, I'd really love to do that. But you wouldn't be able to make like a close attack because trying to punch somebody while you're on a horse is a little tough. But maybe he had like a sword. Kind of depends. So yeah, I would love to. I'd love to see an animal set. I would. I know I would love to buy a ton of animal sets. Just give me a, give me some two thousand horses. Two thousand horses. Two thousand zebra, not zebras. Yeah, um, zebras, not zebras. <laughs> all right. Do you zebra. have uh, anything else before I plug some stuff? That is it. Okay. Uh, we do not have any birthdays this week, so if you or uh, someone in your local gaming shop, someone in your life has a birthday coming up, you want to give them a shout-out on the podcast, uh, let us know who it is, when the birthday is, and we'll give them an official Dial H for Hero Clicks. Happy Arabian birthday. Um, I'm back at it on the daily comic book trivia entries on Twitter, so make sure you jump onto Twitter. Uh, for those, those are fun, get you through the week, happiness, all, all that kinds of stuff. Um, and then you can follow us on Facebook. Just search Dial H for Hero Clicks. On Twitter, we are Dial H for Hero Clicks. Uh, that is the number four. And if, like some of our listeners, you want to send us an email, at, uh, that's going to be Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. Thank you guys, everyone, for all of the community questions, the answers, the things like that you guys want to send us. Been getting a lot of uh, personal messages about. Your guys, like how you guys are doing on local games that you're playing and stuff like that. I like to see the pictures. I like all that kinds of stuff. So uh, it's it's really fun, and I really appreciate you guys being part of the community. That's all I got. All right, then I will read us out. As a reminder, Dial H for Hero is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. We'll
Oh my god! Woo! Listen to that horn! 